Hey, it's Phil here. Before we get into the proper intro and play the coffee making sound and jump into another great chat, I want to say thank you for sharing your thoughts and feedback with me about how my work here at Connection Over Coffee uh, with the Loneliness Guy, the podcast, is reaching you and helping you move beyond Uh, your thoughts and feelings of loneliness and get the authentic connection that you need. I love it. Thank you so much. It's an honor and a privilege. I'd like to ask if you are open to it, if you could send me a picture of you, a photo of you, um, listening to the podcast, wherever you are in the world and however you're listening to it. And I'd like to use that picture uh, in a social media uh, posts Um, promoting the podcast. If you're down with that, reach out to me on social media through Facebook or Instagram and let's have a chat. All right, let's get to the intro. Hey, welcome to Connection Over Coffee with me, Phil McAuliffe, the loneliness guy. Today in this conversation, we're going to have a cracking chat with my friend Kevin Moran, who's in Hawaii about uh, developing kick-ass boundaries. Say hi, Kevin. Hello, hello. This podcast, I need to say before we go on, this podcast contains content relating to the physical, mental, and emotional well-being of gay men. If that's going to offend you or anyone in earshot, now's the time for you to move on. But if you're down for a conversation about developing kick-ass boundaries, how about you and Kevin go and get us a coffee? Uh, oh, no. I'll get the coffees, you sit down, uh, you go get us a table, uh, and I'll be right back with the coffees after this little message from my friend Michael. Hey there, Michael here from Malisma Coaching and the Gay Men Going Deeper podcast. I've had the pleasure of being a guest on the Connection Over Coffee podcast several times, and one thing I love about Phil is that we share a commitment to authentic connection. As a certified life and wellness coach, I specialize in helping gay men build more meaningful connections by becoming more of who they really are. My commitment is to guide you through a process of self-discovery that helps you overcome common roadblocks like insecurity, fear, and self-doubt, all so that you can feel more confident and more comfortable in your own skin. And of course, we have a lot of fun along the way. So if you're interested in learning more, I would love to connect with you. Just go to www.walismo.com forward slash TLG to book a free discovery call with me. Or you could just check me out on Instagram at walismo underscore coach. That's W-E-L-L-I-S-M-O underscore coach. Oh, and by the way, listeners of this podcast enjoy a very special VIP rate on my coaching. So make sure you let me know the loneliness guy sent you. Okay, Phil, over to you. All right, here you go. Now, if this is the first time that you've joined me for Connection Over Coffee, I want to say hi, welcome, and I want to just let you know how proud I am of you simply pressing play because... Loneliness is not the easiest topic to engage on and very few people, unless they realize that they're lonely, actually go searching for content on social media, um, on YouTube about anything to do with loneliness. And 
if your finger hovered over the play button and you kind of wrestled within yourself um, about what this means for you, you've just wrestled with the stigma of loneliness. You've just gotten a real-life example within yourself about the, the awfulness of loneliness. And here you are. You pressed play. Well done. I'm proud of you. Now that you're here, you, you, we're just going to have a great chat with Kevin um, about boundaries, uh, which are going to be like so important. For, um, for, for any person, but particularly for you as a gay man experiencing loneliness, either experiencing or have experienced. But you're going to be a gay man who experiences loneliness undoubtedly in the future as well. If you are uh, a return coffee participant, welcome. It's just awesome. Always, always awesome to have you here joining me for coffee. And I, if you first time listener, if you are because you know Kevin and you love his work, and this is the first time that you've engaged with my content, um, welcome. Stay in touch uh, with my content, and let's not let social media let's not let the social media behemoths determine uh what content you receive join my mailing list go to the lonelinessguy.com uh forward slash subscribe there's a contact uh there, there's there'll be a link in the episode description uh and join my mailing list or if you would like more of me directly in your life um, join the Facebook group for premium members of uh, The Loneliness Guy. Join the little band of, of awesome gay men uh, from around the world who are um, working uh, to put themselves into the world uh, in their awesome, beautiful human ways uh, with some love and support of other gay men who are doing the same. If that sounds great to you, come and join us. All the details are in the episode description. Kevin. Hello. Welcome. Thank I'm, you. We, we, Thank you. We had this conversation just, uh, like we had a, you know, I... Viewer, listener, I always have the greatest conversations with my guests before I press play. So I, I always <laughs> like want to like keep keep something you know in the tank um, uh, for 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 when I press record. But Kevin, you're kind of jumping out of your skin for this uh, <laughs> for this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I am. I you know I just love love this topic. Um, it's just one that, that, that's like, I'm very naturally passionate about and, um, and it's fun to be on, on this side, um, <laughs> you know, and, 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 I, and I just, I just love the work that, that you do. And, you know, like we were saying, the connections that you are creating and crafting all over the world and just to be, you know, a, a tiny sliver of it is, is so meaningful to me. So thank you for, you know, this opportunity and just thank you for everything that you do, you know, from one gay man to another, uh, you know, it, it, it's so beautiful to see and it means the world. So thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Um, thanks for joining us, everyone, on this episode. We're just going to wrap it up here with uh, some positive <laughs> some, some positive feedback about me and my work. That's enough. Um, I feel good now. <laughs> and I'll see you next episode. No. Um, <laughs> right.
um, thank you. I, 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 I am, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. Um, sometimes it's very hard for me to receive feedback. It has been very hard for me to receive feedback, particularly positive feedback. Um, because, you know, there's, there's lots of conditioning there, both conditioning that I've done within myself, for myself over years, but also society, you know, and, and it doesn't be to be an Australian, doesn't be to be an Australian man and go, yeah, you know, I am awesome. Um, we don't do that. It's not, it's not acceptable. Um, but I receive that. Thank you so much. It, it, it does it does my make pleasure. my my soul uh, uh, happy to receive that um, because that's what it's all about. These little little connections, one connection at a time, by showing up just as we are. And before we get into all of this, and you know, I, I want to like hasten um, hasten this. Kevin, you've joined the um, the group uh, of coaches. Uh, that I recommend to my audience for for those for those of you the viewer the listener who are going you know what I do feel lonely I am inspired to take a step but I really don't know how and have listened to what I've been saying for the many like now thirty two episodes that loneliness shifts when you do connection. But the doing of connection is actually really hard and the doing of authentic connection is even harder still. So, Kevin, I'm really like, I I love your work. I love how you you do your work as a coach for for queer folk, but also um, uh, that, you know, you are all about, you know, uh, uh, helping people become themselves. And that's the key to moving beyond loneliness. So I'm really, I'm just so chuffed that you're in the team. Um, and again, there's going to be an episode in the, pro, uh, in the episode description. So, you know, I won't read out a very long um, uh, web address uh, for you to, to, to madly scribble down. Just, you know, go and have a, a click on it and, and, and go and check out Kevin and his work. So, Kevin... With all of that, who are you? Who are you? you? Yes, yes. So I, as you know, as as you mentioned, my name is Kevin. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, his, or they, them. Um, totally cool either way. Um, I do currently live in Hawaii. Um, I'm originally from the great Midwestern state of Ohio. Um, grew up on a farm, a farm boy at heart. Um, still like a very simple person. To this, to this day, and I always will be. Um, but I, I am married. My husband, Matt, um, is in the military. So that's kind of what got us out here in, in Hawaii. Um, professionally speaking, um, we, well, personally as well, we have a dog and she's just the light of our lives. So I always have to say hi to Allie. Um, but professionally <laughs> speaking, I, um, I am a, a mental health coach. Um, so I help, as you were saying, you know, I help queer folks simply feel better, um, you know, in whatever capacity that looks like. Um, I, I kind of like to keep it broad in, in that sense, um, because feeling better could mean a million different things to us. You know, for, for some per- people, you know, it, it could be looking at that aspect of loneliness um, or, interper- or, you know, interpersonal connections. For some, for some folks, you know, that aspect of feeling better aligns with finances or with relationships or personal identity, um, you know, in the core of, of, of my work, that's 
um, you know, that's, that's the golden thread that, that kind of keeps it together. Um, you know, is that in, in, in my, my work with clients, I, you know, always just try to help people feel better just to show up as one, one human to the next, um, professionally speaking as well. Um, I'm a trained therapist, a trained counselor, but I transitioned into coaching, um, really because I, I just love that, that human aspect of it. Um, you know, I know I'm just a, I'm another person here. I'm not necessarily an expert. Um, you know, I, I have education and, and experience, but, um, I wouldn't call myself an expert in any means, but I just love showing up face to face or, you know, um, across the screen from, from people who are, are feel safe within our space that we can create and just to, to, to provide, you know, that, that, that support that they're looking for. So that's, that's kind of what I do. Um, I, um, love to write. I love to do creative projects as well. So, um, I will be like doing some more with that that I'm really excited for in the, the coming weeks. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. And and you wrote, you know, uh, uh, developing kick-ass boundaries, which uh, we published on the website. I think uh, the twenty-first of October, so last week. Um, which, uh, yeah, is awesome. So we're going to dig into that. Uh, so yeah, you know, uh, you can write, uh, which is is is, is great. Um, how do you then, Kevin? Um, knowing that this is a podcast about loneliness. Um, so, as a gay man, um, how do you experience loneliness? Yeah, that's that's such a such a great question. Um, for me personally, I I feel like it's definitely transitioned over the years. Um, you know. Th- the loneliness that I experience now is different from the loneliness that I experienced before. Um, you know, and, and as life transitions and as, you know, I learn new skills, new ways of, of, of coping. Um, and as, you know, just life changes, changes itself, you know, different jobs or different, uh, relationships or, uh, you know, different environments, you know, all those pieces kind of change what loneliness looks like to me. Um, you know, so, for me now, you know, in, in, in this moment, um, I think the the best way that I can frame it is like loneliness feels like a dead end. Um, you know, it feels like I've reached the end of the road. Um, and then like that, like that gets really scary and, and anxiety inducing for me. Cause it's, it's like, you know, shit, what next, or where do we, you know, where do we go from here? Um, and it's, and it's breaching that, that dead end, in the middle of the night where, you know, where I can't turn, where I feel like I can't turn to anybody else. Um, you know, like there might be houses around, but the blinds are shut, you know, the lights are off and nobody's home. Um, so that's what, what loneliness kind of feels like. And it, and it feels like I have a decision at that time to be like, okay, how do I, how do I get out of this? Or how do I find that the road keeps going? Like, what does that look like? Um, I know that's like a, broad like abstract example so like more concretely um you know loneliness shows up a lot in my work honestly um you know, as in 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 the coaching field there's a lot of great benefits to it but with it, it being um 
you know, often like solopreneurship or entrepreneurship based, um, you know, I feel like I'm just, I don't have any coworkers. I don't, I, I don't have any colleagues. And so like, it's just when I wake up and I commute from the bedroom to the office, it's, it's just me, you know, and then that feels really, really lonely sometimes um, where, you know, I can really easily get in my head and like, and be like, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I making a difference? Um, and I don't have somebody where I can go to, or I feel like I don't have somebody I, where I can go to, to ask, um, to ask those questions to, or to receive that, that feedback. So I have to either, you know, find ways to coach myself through that or, you know, find that support and, and who I can reach out to. So, um, that's one of the big things currently where loneliness shows up for me. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Cause that's actually, you know, I did give you advance notice of that question, but it's always a confronting question to answer. And I think you hit the nail right on the head, you know, um, when you said that, you know, it, it's very abstract. And that's the difficulty with loneliness. It's a very abstract feeling. And you need awesomely, like you've got the words, but how do you describe the, 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 the void? How do you uh, describe, how do you describe essentially nothing? Yeah. It's, it's fucking hard. (laughs) And like, I think that's one of like the unique challenges of it is like, we all know what that is, but it's like, I know, you know, and I know the listener knows, you know, and, and I know what that feeling is, but we don't have that language for it. No, no. And I find just a a reflection, like I I love words. I love Mm -hmm. words. Words are like my friend. You know, and and some people, you know, are very, you know, numerally literate. Uh, So, they're at one with the numbers. They can make numbers sing. Like, great. Uh, I look at a page of numbers and I'm like, Um, but give me words and like, I love, I love like playing with words. I love like the, 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 the images that words evoke uh, and that we can paint with uh, uh, with our words and and we can connect with our words but sometimes even words aren't enough to describe something so I actually find there there to be great beauty in a really um, I don't want to say depressing way but like there's, there's beauty in the melancholy yeah of of words about loneliness mm-hmm. and there is also beauty in the words about connection mm-hmm. um and i just wanted to say thank you for very eloquently uh answering that question about how does loneliness show up for you how do you experience loneliness because in my mind's eye, you know, I could, I could see, you know, houses down the street. Everyone else is asleep. It, like, shutters are down. Lights are off. You know, there's, there's no sound. It's, it's, it's dark. It's empty. You know that there are people, but you can't be with them because they're not conscious. Mm-hmm. You know, and even Matt might not be conscious, mm-hmm. you know, in the same bed. And you, you, you can't 
Like he can't be there for you. Mm-hmm. I actually think that's a beautiful, like beautiful visual image. And I just wanted to, to, to highlight that. Um, because yeah, it, it is. And, and listener viewer, particularly if you're a regular, um, uh, I want to start asking that question to each of my guests because it is something that we, well, brings the focus of this 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 whole whole podcast uh, onto the experience of loneliness and destigmatizing it. But it is something. So you know, if I ha- if I don't do it, um, please please give me feedback and go. Uh, uh, you didn't ask it. Um, so I'm asking <laughs> for your support and accountability, um, uh, viewer and and uh, and listener. But yeah, thank you, thank you. Of course. Yeah, I mean, and, and yeah. Oh, um, and if, if 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 I could, you know, just to I, I wanted to be really really diligent with. I'm 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 right there with you. I love words. I love the power that they have. Um, and I wanted to be diligent in saying that, like, you know, with that that metaphor, where you know I feel like I can't go up to the house and ring the doorbell, you know, but you know that's what loneliness is, you know. But I also know that at the same time, you know, what's stopping me from going up and going up to the doorbell when I know that that's the very thing that would turn the lights on and that would wake everybody up, yeah. you know? So, so, so to me, like that's, that's that, that push and pull where, you know, I notice the most when I'm lonely is where I feel like I, I have no control. And then it takes that very, you know, that very diligent step of being like, Nope, I need to wake wake up here and say, okay, what can I do? I know I can, can do something here. Um, you know, I, I know that the antidote that I'm looking for is that connection. So how do I need to find that? Um, you know, and like for just, just for me personally, that's that, that tug of war that I always feel, um, you know, it is, is in that moment, you know, feeling like I have no, no, no control here. Yep. But then, but then wanting to look and say, okay, well, you know, how can I, you know, forge, forge what I'm needing here too. Yeah. And I think, I think the, the whole sort of visual metaphor of night and being in the dark speaks and links really beautifully to just the previous conversation. So in episode 31 with Justin Oberst, um, where we talked about the loneliness of change and uh, the anguish of dark nights of the soul. Um, and I want to say this, that, you know, in, in taking your metaphor, and I realize that we haven't even gotten to boundaries yet. Oh my God, this is like such a, like, this is, <laughs> I love this chat though, but we're getting to boundaries, everyone. Relax. Um, but, you know, when we're looking, you know, uh, at those other houses, we know during the daytime, when things are good, we feel lovely and we can see people and we feel connected and we feel good within ourselves and we feel part of a wider community, that there are people in those other houses who have said to us, if you need anything, we're here for you. And we need to take it on there on, on, um, uh, as given that that means, you know, at 3 p.m. as well as 3 a.m., we're here for you. But, you know, the whole, ooh, 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 I don't want to wake them up. I don't want to disturb them. You know, is this really worthy 
of me going in and ringing the doorbell at 3am knowing that I will wake them up, that I will inconvenience them. And, and this is almost a perfect metaphor. It's like, you know, I won't go and wake them up because I don't want to inconvenience them. But, you know, if the shoe was on the other foot and you were asleep and they were experiencing a dark night of the soul and you had said and genuinely meant it, you would want them to ring your doorbell at 3 a.m. Yeah, you might be like a bit groggy. You might be like, what? what? Like, you know, coming out of your stupor. Mm-hmm. But you're going to put the kettle on. You're going to, you know, get a cup of tea going. You're going to have a chat with them because it's an honor and a privilege to do so. But yet, when we're the ones experiencing it, we can convince ourselves that we're not worthy of it. We're not worthy uh, the, the the thoughts and feelings that we experience of it. So we keep ourselves uh, aren't worthy of ringing someone else's doorbell. And so we sit in the dark, feeling like shit. And our loneliness, and, and, and it feels like the dawn never comes. The dawn always comes. Always comes. That's the rule. But at, at 3 a.m., when everything's quiet, it feels like it's always 3 a.m. Yeah. Fuck, I love this. <laughs> this has just blown my mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I love how you, you just carried that too. Wow, that was beautiful. Yeah, I'm going to have to, like, there's going to have to be, like, some, like, Con- like further content beyond like you know dark night of the soul and stuff but it just it, it just really speaks to me and i didn't want to let that opportunity go past um because yeah i love it love it thank you kevin um of course so thank you we're talking about boundaries i promised that we would get onto boundaries and you know <laughs> we're, we're we're a little way into the episode and we're, we're on the boundaries now um but and but I do this. Uh, you wrote about boundaries and how uh, there are sort of rigid boundaries uh, and porous boundaries. And we all have boundaries. Uh, and somewhere on the spectrum, our boundaries and individual boundaries lay on individuals on, on the spectrum. How, how have boundaries helped you um in the uh, i guess you know working through loneliness working through those 3 a.m's you know going back to the you know to the the dark metaphor how have boundaries helped you when you've experienced loneliness yeah yeah oh that's such a great question um you know, boundaries are a a challenging a challenging thing because you know there is this fear that we have, and very rightfully so, the fear that we have that if I implement a boundary, I'm going to lose connection, or I'm going to lose somebody. Um, you know, and and so a a common theme that we often often see, and, we, and you know, we might feel it within ourselves. We might be able to notice it maybe within the queer community. Um, maybe, you know, at work or just through ob- an observational lens. Um, 
is you know this setting of of porous boundaries so um you just do a, a bit of brief education you know like like you were saying phil there are three different types of boundaries um you know there's on on i like to use like the metaphor a metaphor of a teeter-totter um or like a seesaw yeah um you know on the, on the one hand you know porous boundaries are on one one end of that uh teeter-totter and they are those types of boundaries that you know it feels like people are walking all over us you know it feels like we're a a format um you know and, and people we, we feel used um but you know we often whether consciously or, or subconsciously you know sometimes we set porous boundaries because we are looking for connection you know we think that oh if i you know maybe if i'm really really loose with my boundaries and i I, I do things that maybe I don't want to do, but I'm trying to please other people, then that's going to bring some connection. Um, you know, and it might for a moment, but it's ultimately not going to be that connection that we're looking for or that's sustainable or that that's meaningful to us. Um, you know, so so those are those are porous boundaries. Then on the the other end, you know, we have rigid boundaries and those are the ones that, you know, feels like a six foot deep, ten foot tall, you know, wall a concrete wall with no windows um you know something very very strong um you know those are boundaries that we are very very clear about um you know and we would wouldn't think twice about um you know crossing them um we often again could be consciously could be subconsciously set those types of rigid boundaries out of safety you know out of a need for safety um, you know, maybe we have been hurt at some point, um, you know, maybe, maybe someone has hurt us. And so we set these very rigid boundaries to keep ourselves safe. Um, you know, and, and again, that's not a bad thing. It's rightfully understandable that we, that we do that. However, the caveat to that is sometimes, sometimes the rigid boundaries can be out of balance. That's why they're on that other end of the seesaw. They can be out of balance where they're preventing us from letting anybody in. Um, you know, it's, it's keeping us from feeling any, any type of connection. Um, you know, so then in the middle of that, that seesaw visual, um, you know, we have, we have those healthy boundaries. And, um, for me, I like to think of healthy boundaries in the sense of like a castle, um, you know, where we are on the inside of the castle, um, we're the only ones there, but you know, the castle, uh, you know, has windows, it, it, it has guards, it has a drawbridge it has a moat around it you know but we get to look out the windows and see people and see if we want to let people in you know we get to put that drawbridge down and let people in um we get to decide how long that they're there for what rooms they occupy what we do inside of the castle and then we get to decide when they leave um you know so so healthy boundaries um you know are there they are those limits and rules that we have for ourselves and for our interactions with other people that you know, we're, we're strong about, but we also, there's a give and take there. You know, we know that our intention in setting those healthy boundaries is to maintain and to build connection, but we want to do so in a safe and like sustainable way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, connecting that back to loneliness, um, you know, is, is when those times when we are feeling really lonely and we, you know, maybe we know that connection is that thing that we need. We might feel a a 
dramatic urge to set, you know, really porous boundaries out of a need for connection, you know, and, um, you know, maybe in like a romantic or I, I always think of just, just for me personally, like it's really, it, it's, it's helpful to think of boundaries in a sexual way, because that's something that all of us are very clear typically on like what, where our boundaries are, you know, for the most part. Yeah. And so, so, you know, to, you know, to make that connection there, like, um, you know, the poorest boundaries would be like, you know, do whatever you want, because I want to feel something, I want to feel some sort of connection. But then we leave that experience. And we're like, Oh, my God, like, that doesn't sit well with me, because, you know, I said yes, in ways that I didn't authentically want to, you know, like, there's disconnection within ourselves there. Yeah. And so that that's where I feel like, you know, where we want to be really diligent when talking about you know, boundaries and loneliness is, is, is that balance of, you know, we know that connection is the thing that we're looking for to help with that loneliness, but we also want to make sure that we're not seeking connection that is in conflict with the boundaries that we have, you know, because then that's going to lead us to feeling disconnected from ourselves at the end of the day. And we'll just exacerbate that loneliness even more. How then, uh, in, in your mind, uh, values and boundaries linked? Our personal ba- values, how are they linked to our values? Oh, sorry, our boundaries. Yeah, you know, to me, the like our personal values and our personal beliefs are the the seeds from where like our boundaries grow. Um, you know, so when 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 we know those you know those aspects of ourselves or those aspects of of relationships and interactions with other people that we feel to be right that we feel that we deserve that are in line with you know how we want to perceive ourselves and how we want to live as ourselves you know then it's out of those core components that we get to set our boundaries and get to establish where they are um you know, so, so as an example, somebody, someone's value, a value that they might have might be, you know, to treat everyone with kindness. Um, so then a very clear boundary to them would be like not flipping their neighbor off, um, you know, if, if they stepped on their lawn, yep. you know, because like that, that wouldn't be in alignment there with that initial value. Um, you know, and, and so I love that you brought that up because that, when if we're having trouble setting our boundaries or you know not sure where they are that's a really helpful place to begin is like looking at those internal beliefs and values because then from there you know then we can set where those boundaries might be yeah and and in my in my work uh in in the coaching work that i do with uh with mike campbell they're they're linked like you know, you, you, you find out what your values are. You do some work within yourself. You, you become curious. You, you pay attention to your responses to stimuli. Um, and, you know, responses being positive, responses being negative and anywhere on that spectrum. And by paying attention to how you respond to things happening to you or around you, then they're a pretty big clue. You're giving yourself a big clue about what's important to you. And then 
um, kindly and honestly digging into yourself, asking, I, I say, you know, unleash the inner four-year-old uh, by going, why, why, why? And this is a conversation, yeah. this is a conversation that I recorded last year with, uh, with Michael DiOrio um, mm. on, on values and, and your values are like getting a bespoke suit. Sure, you can go to a department store and get, you know, values off the rack and, you know, you can kind of mold your body to fit the, the suit. But yeah. we're worth we're worth going to a good reputable tailor and tailor slash coach, tailor slash therapist, tailor slash someone who loves us, uh, who, you know, can help us, you know, take measurements and, you know, has some skills uh, to help us with developing, uh, with with making our value suit that fits us, and we look good, we feel good because that's us, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah, I, I really wanted to, to to say that, like you know, that values are like interwoven, indelibly linked, cannot be separated from boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, and because, yeah, you have to know who you are and why. Mm-hmm. And then the castle walls, you know, you know when to, like, to lower the drawbridge. You know when, nope, that's enough. Like, mm-hmm. no more from you, thank you. You're not getting any more of me. Drawbridge comes mm-hmm. up. When to take the sharks out of the moat or put sharks and alligators and crocodiles uh, into the moat. Uh, and, yeah. you know... Um, or, or, or whatever. And I think in your podcast um, on the United Outsiders about, um, about boundaries, you were talking, um, you know, in, in, with a lot of the, like the, the same um, uh, examples that you just gave. And yeah. I think that's really, that's really important to, to flag there that, you know, you, your, your boundaries and and you know we're big into uh, to, to visual metaphors in this in this chat, aren't we, Kevin? Um, <laughs> it's like you know, but being in a castle and you get to decide. Like your castle is you. You get to decide how it's decorated. You get to decide how it's laid out. You get to decide so many things. You get to decide yeah. if if you know someone who you allow in just gets into the reception, you know, into the into you know to the to the living room, or if they come into the kitchen, or if they come into the bedroom. You know, into your intimate chambers. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and and you get to decide, or if they stay out in the yard, or if they don't even get near the moat. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you get to decide all of that, and that with that comes power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, potentially, if you're feeling lonely and no one, no one's in your castle. You know, it might be like, are my drawbridges too high? Uh, oh, not, not too high, but like, are they, are they, are they up? Am I accessible? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's a beautiful point that you made. He's like, there are many reasons why we draw up the drawbridge. Mm-hmm. Many, 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 many very valid reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and if lowering the drawbridge lowering the drawbridge is always scary 
mm-hmm. because we have to yeah. we have to trust the person coming in that they're not going to be you know it's not a trojan horse it looks lovely but then there's like evil intent inside right yeah but you know we you know lowering the drawbridge requires that trust that the person who's coming in is is benevolent mm. not malevolent right yeah and you know I, I right along with that too you know we have to trust ourselves we have to trust that we are making an informed decision here um you know and, and i think that piece is 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 just as important too you know we need to to trust ourselves and knowing that you know okay i trust that i am making the right decision here for me in this moment um you know and 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 i always love especially with boundaries and just in and you know other aspects and topics too but those moments where we can you know put ourselves in the driver's seat i say that phrase to my clients all the time but you know, we, 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 we really want to do that because the more that we can do that, the more that we are saying yes to ourselves and giving ourselves permission and space. And, you know, it, 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 it just really kickstarts, um, you know, self-esteem, self-confidence and gets them, gets them going, you know, when we can give ourselves that own space. And so, you know, as like we're lowering that, that drawbridge, um, you know, yeah, you know, we absolutely need to, you know, be assessing, you know, does this is this person in alignment with the values that i have you know and then am i able to trust myself in this moment to make that decision you know it's kind of like both of those pieces there too and if both you know if we can check both of those boxes and you know hey that's that's awesome Mm. Mm. yeah i I love i think trust trust is such well, it's an enormous topic. It's an enormous topic. And for many of us, for many of us, trust is something that we can point to multiple instances in our lives where trust has been broken. Trust has been broken. And... This is this is I think where we're getting to the meat of of this that you know someone has come into our castle has you know stolen has wrecked the place has you know just not been a good guest not been a good guest in in you know our house our castle whatever and in response we're like no not letting that fucking happen again Nope, no more, never again. Never again. Um, or we're like, okay, well, you know, no one, no one else is knocking on the door. Maybe that's how I need to, you know, uh, I, I just need to let people, you know, steal the silverware. Um, and, you know, that's, that's, you know, I'm only worthy of allowing like people who can come in and I'm only worthy of the type of, of people in my life who steal shit from me and, and fuck things up. This is hard. Cause I don't know about you listener. I don't know about you viewer and Kevin, 
I don't know about you right now, but for me, I'm, I'm like going, okay, like how are the quality of my boundaries right now? And I'm the loneliness guy. Like, and, and I proudly profess that, you know, I still get lonely. I still experience loneliness. I'm still human, so I still experience loneliness because loneliness is a human condition. Just as much as I still experience joy, I still experience happiness, I still experience grief, I still experience all the wonders of the human emotive experience, I still experience it. Including loneliness, but it's still like, it still sits like right here. I'm, I'm, I'm thumping on my chest, listener, like you can't see this, but I'm, I'm like, you know, thumping on my heart. I'm feeling it and reflecting on my, my boundaries. What about you, Kevin? Yeah. Like you, oh, yeah. you're oh. saying these words, what's happening within Me you too. now? Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. Cause I, yeah, I just want to preface that. Oh, for heaven's sakes, you know, I am, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm human. You know, I make mistakes. I said, you know, I, fuck up my boundaries all the time um you know i'm i'm not perfect you know i make mistakes i disrespect other people's boundaries you know hopefully most of the times not out of intention but you know i'm human and i i mess up and that like ties in to I, I think one of the most powerful to me one of the most powerful aspects of boundaries and why i love to talk about them so much is because, you know, we are the only person who gets to decide what our boundaries are. You know, nobody else gets to make that decision. Um, other people can have feedback and they're going to have opinions and they're going to be, you know, throwing, throwing things at us, you know, saying your boundaries are wrong or, you know, all this crap. But at the end of the day, you know, we're the only people who get to decide what our boundaries are. Um, you know, and, and so when, when we misstep in our boundaries, when we disrespect somebody else's boundaries, you know, then we feel that we feel that, you know, oh, shit, I stepped out of line with my values. That's why I don't feel good about this. But now I get to make a decision and I get to change that because I don't like how I feel right now. Mm. Um, you know, or, you know, in, in those times of loneliness, um, you know, we get to ask those questions, you know, are my walls too high? Um, in this moment, you know, or are they too low in this moment, you know, and, and we want to be careful and like, and not, we don't want to put any judgment on that. We don't want to put judgment on ourselves and say like, like, why the fuck do I do this? Why do I put my wall so high? Or, you know, why do I let people walk all over me? We, we don't want to do that, mm. but what we want to say, you know, like, okay, I, I, I notice, I observe that my, my wall might be high here. How can I lower that? Because I want to feel connection um, or, you know, maybe like, like I, I don't like that feeling of being walked all over. So how can I raise that a little bit to then find authentic connection? Um, you know, I think that's another really, really, really important piece is um, not judging ourselves in the process, you know, just... Mm. It's it's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, good. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and how do I not judge myself harshly and go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the answer now, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm still finding it too. Um, you know, and so, like, for an example, um, you know, sometimes there are times where Matt and I are going to bed, and 
and you know it feels like we we're like a foot and a half away from each other but it it feels like you know we're worlds apart or that you know like, that like we can't say something maybe we've had an argument that like earlier that day and it feels like we can't talk about it um you know then like peeking into that moment and saying okay you know i don't want to judge what's happening here but i, I just want to notice because I, I want to feel that connection i'm feeling really lonely right now you know why is that what's what's going on here um you know and, and oftentimes it's in those moments where i just going on with that example you know if we had an argument and we're both going to bed angry but i want to i feel lonely but i and i want to feel connected to him i know like what's standing in that way is often like that pride you know that yes. i have to be the one who's right you know and then, then it's like okay i see how that pride is that wall that's too high for me right now so i i get to make a decision at that time of well do i want a high wall or do I want to feel connection? Um, you know, and hopefully I choose the connection one. Um, you know, and, and so like, um, that's, that's the part about boundaries I think is really powerful is, you know, since we are the only ones in the driver's seat, when things aren't sitting right, you know, we get to take action and to adjust it. Um, you know, rather than to feel like we're like blowing, you know, being like blown over like in a hurricane, you know, we get to change, change that weather there. You know, we have, we have control. Yeah. yeah. I think the thing that's coming up for me uh, is, uh, and, and that, that example of going to bed angry is, is a great one. And because we're humans and whenever more than, you know, well, even within ourselves, we fight within ourselves, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but, you know, when we're in, you know, a, a relationship with another human, however that relationship is, if it's a marriage, if it's, you know, a partnership, if it's a friendship, if it's a work relationship, if it, whatever it is, like, you know, whenever you get one, uh, more than, more than one human together at a time, the, the, you know, the, the sparks can fly, um, and and that's both awesome and terrifying and extremely frustrating and and stuff particularly when the world and other people don't bend to your worldview mm. and so mm-hmm. this 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 for me this has been a big part of me um sort of learning how i am and and i i, I mentioned you know a little while ago having that that you know paying attention to the stimuli and mm. and the trigger and, and to me, this is a big one because I'm like A-grade stubborn. I am like so stubborn and or can be so stubborn. And I'm like, nah, I'm digging myself in. Like, I'm here to prove you wrong. Like, you're wrong, I'm right um, and, and stuff. And, and this, a whole lot of reasons, this me being stubborn uh, was a... Um, has come in response to, I don't want to say like oversell it, but but like trauma. But, you know, it's the result of young me making 2 plus 2 equal 370. And it manifested in stubbornness. Right? Yeah. Um, and, but there's a good part. 
there's 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 you know stubborn is negative let's say but the positive of that is i'm i'm like so determined mm-hmm. like but you know i get to choose how I, how that determination manifests right but back to stubbornness like i i'm like i'm digging in i'm like you know i'm the guy who who constructs like well thought out barbs like and you know that will eviscerate you that will take you out at your at your knees next time we have next time this comes up look out like i've rehearsed all the lines and then of course when we have that conversation i'm like no i can't think of anything right now i'm like so overwhelmed like there is nothing going on in my mind you know it's fight or flight you know um Mm -hmm. i'm going to be saying things like you know i know i am but what are you uh and like all these kind of childish (laughs) things uh, and And all those well rehearsed you know barbs and stuff have gone um and then 15 minutes after the conversation i'm like i should have said this 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 like you know this is how much you suck and this is how many th- ways that you've disappointed me and stuff like that. Anyway, that's me. <laughs> that's that's me. <laughs> but, and I think stubbornness is a really good or, or like stubbornness, pride, the need to be right, the, you know, and, and that, that fork in the road. And I often talk about fork in the roads that you described just then, Kevin, with, you know, you and Matt haven't had a fight that day and you're just like, mm, I want to be right, but... I also want, you know, to give him a hug and say, yeah, like, that's shit. Like, yeah, that's a really important fork in the road. And there's that often said maxim of, like, never go to bed angry. Um, but it, it, you know, the fork in the road point is, like, do I go, you know what? I'm sorry for my part in that in that argument, you're still an idiot. I'm still right, but I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you could say, I'm sorry that you're so wrong. That's not what we're going to do. No, that, that, you know, that doesn't go over well. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm sorry for my part in that. Yeah. You know, I, I am frustrated I, you know, I, you know, and, and I said something that I didn't want to, that I didn't mean to, um, and I would like to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And that right there is a moment of beautiful connection. That's vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Or, be, and, and that's lowering the drawbridge. Mm-hmm. Or, and, and, you know, there's no control then. Whether Matt goes, you know, well, fuck you. I'm still mad mm-hmm. at you. Like, I'm, I'm going to punish you. Or Matt also lowers his drawbridge and comes out and you meet mm-hmm. halfway. Yeah. All right. So when you lower your drawbridge first, that's like real vulnerability right there. And that's uncomfortable. Or mm-hmm. you can, you know, keep the drawbridge up and remain convinced of your correctness um and so i think that's that's a really hard really common decision point um where we where we experience it particularly when we're in conflict Mm -hmm. so this is this is turning into be a chat like rich in metaphors and and visual metaphors and you said 
that you often say, Kevin, to to your clients that, um, you know, putting them in the driver's seat of their life. So we've had, you know, being being in our houses uh, uh, at night and all the all the other houses around us are dark and everyone else is asleep as the feeling of loneliness. But we're now out of our, our house and we're into our cars uh, and we're driving, you know, we're driving along um, in and interacting with the world, with the other drivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, depending on where you are in the world, well, you know, wherever you are in the world, there are going to be road rules. The attention that society pays to them uh, is 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 you know different. Um, you know, speaking as someone who used to drive in Venezuela, um, you know that like there were road rules. I just didn't know them, and I don't know if anyone else knew them. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> they were merely a jumping off point. <laughs> Generally, the car that had the most dents in it went through first because they were the. Mm. They were used to using their car as a battering ram to get through intersections, uh-huh. right? <laughs> so, um, uh, but, you know, here in Australia, like, you know, very, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, um, observant of road rules. And there are penalties if you don't, um, and, and heavily enforced penalties if you don't observe the road rules, don't abide by the rules. When we're in the driver's seat of our car, and let's call it the Ford Values, you know, it's a brand new car, you know, it's got that new car smell, it's, 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 it's the top of the line values, um, the new, new season model of, of the Ford Values. Um, I'm not being endorsed by Ford, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, it just was the first car, car company that came to mind. Um, but maybe you're a Bentley like maybe you're like a, a top of the line, you know, you, high self worth. Like you, you drive your Bentley. Like you, you go crazy. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're driving a new values car, and you know, but you're a first time driver, and you've got your buddy Kevin in the passenger seat, who you know is is gently guiding you through and all of that kind of stuff and when you when you are taking your values out into the world you're a bit nervous you're a first time driver you know kind of the rules you know how things are supposed to happen because you've been tested on them and that's how you've got your license but you know by the time you get to the end of your street you're coming across another car and you know you have to you have to give way. You have to yield. Like I think we call give what you call yield. We call give way, right? Mm. So you get to you get to the intersection and there's you know the the, the red inverted triangle, uh, mm-hmm. or it's a stop sign or whatever it is, and then you know you begin interacting with other cars, and there are going to be other cars who don't care about you, other drivers yeah. in their cars who don't observe the road rules so at one point at some point kevin you're not going to be in the car with them and Mm -hmm. they're going to be driving around in their values their lovely values car Mm -hmm. and what do you say what do you say to someone who when driving their values, when living their life in their values, mm-hmm. 
and uh, and their you know and their like, but their values are um, like kind of transgressed. And the boundary of their car has been um, transgressed. Mm-hmm. What do you say? when they come back to you and go, yeah, I had a crash. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was only a little, you know, fender bender or whatever, but the boundaries of my lovely new car, my values have been, um, have been dented. What do you say? That's, that, that's a good question. The, the, the first thing, you know, that comes to mind, you know, when, when, when that happens, when our, you know, our, our boundaries have been crossed and, you know, before we even look at how that happened or anything of the experiences, you know, just, I just want to sit with, with a person in that moment, you know, and, and just acknowledge how they're feeling and, and whatever feeling that is, you know, if, if, if it's pain, you know, I'm here to sit with you in, in the pain. I can't change it, unfortunately, but you have somebody here, um, you know, and, and so I, you know, when, when our boundaries have been crossed in or broken in some way, you know, that's the, the first step. It's almost like triage, you know, we need to triage that emotion, um, you know, and, and whatever emotions are are coming up and bubbling up, you know, we need to, we need to feel that and, 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 and to give them space. Um, once we are then, you know, able to do that and, and we might think of, you know, over time, you know, I, I want to get back on the road, but I don't want this to happen again. Um, you know, or, you know, I, I feel like, I don't even know if I can drive again. You know, I don't even know if, if I'm there or when we are able to say, okay, you know, now is the time for me to, 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 to drive again, but I know that I can't control how other cars operate. You know, that's the beauty then of being in that driver's seat is being aware of all these moving pieces, you know, so knowing that, that, you know, yes, we can't control how other drivers interact, you know, but what, what is within our realm of, of control there? Um, you know, like, do we, do we want to engage with this driver in this way? You know, maybe, maybe that might be us, you know, getting into a different lane to allow them to speed on by or, you know, or maybe even turning down a different road and, you know, or maybe that's, you know, uh, you know, driving down a different route and entirely, or, you know, how, however, however that looks, but, that's the beauty of boundaries too, is that we get to, to decide for us, you know, cause if, if, you know, say, say there's a driver that we're interacting with and we're like, Oh shit, it's this experience again. And I'm going to get dented here. Um, you know, I see this driver coming up my rear mirror. They're going to blow me out of the water. Um, you know, I think it's helpful in that moment to say, okay, well, what do I want to feel here? You know, do I want to feel, um, you know, like my boundaries are being crossed or, you know, do I want to feel, you know, safe and, and, and secure and, and seen, you know, and likely mm. we want to choose that. One. Mm. So it's like, what can I do to, and to make sure that I'm feeling this feeling, you know, and, and to continue, to continue that, that example, you know, what do, what, what can I do to, 
ensure that I am safe here? You know, what can I do to ensure that I am, I am secure? You know, so as I see this car coming by and it's going to, to destroy me, you know, that safety for me might look like getting over. And so I get over and then in, in doing so, you know, I'm like, whew, you know, I just prevented that boundary from being crossed and from me being destroyed. And I also found myself in a lane with 30 other cars that are more in alignment with how I drive, you know, and then that's the connection that I found here, you know? And so, so that's the really cool thing is, you know, when, when we do practice those boundaries that are established out of our values, we naturally fall into these spaces that we're around people who you know, who fill us with that connection, that authentic connection that we're looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just being, being um, mindful, mindful of the time here. So I'm, I'm keen to ask this big question. And this, this came to me from listening to your, your podcast on boundaries, and it was one of the last points that you, you made. So, listener, viewer, if you haven't listened to Kevin's um, United Outsiders podcast on boundaries, um, it's awesome. It's like it's a very practical kind of um, exercise in uh, identifying your boundaries. Um, and it's fantastic. There's like, he's got a worksheet and everything. Um, and he does this whole, you know, press pause and go and think about it kind of stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> it's lovely. Uh, and he very patiently yeah. explains the, uh, the, the, the exercise to you. Like, I can't recommend it enough. Go listen to it. Um, and, uh, and, and it's just like having this awesome, you know, conversation with Kevin right in your ears. It's beautiful. But, um, the, uh, and, and I mean what I say, Kevin, like, accept that, please. You. <laughs> um, but you, 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 you raise this and, and I, I listened to your conversation, like to your episode when I was walking the other day. Um, mm. and so, you know, Canberra is just coming out of lockdown right now after 10 weeks of lockdown. I've not been to the gym, but I've, I've become a middle-aged man and I like walking <laughs> in the morning now. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, and so in my mind's eye, I'm like, I'm listening to you, like when I'm walking on this street, uh, in, in, in my suburb here in Canberra and, and, you know, um, and, and so I'm, I'm kind of getting myself back into that, that place where I'm, I'm, mm. I'm, 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 I'm feeling what I was feeling um, again. But you had this really great point towards the end of your episode where you talked about how, um, you know, after, even after developing your boundaries and putting it out into the world, there are going to be people who, um, like, will go, yeah, you. Like, yeah, you're standing up for you. That's awesome. They're your people. But then there are going to be others who will be going, whoa, like what's changed? Like, and, and we will risk disappointing them. Like not we will risk disappointing them. We will disappoint them because we're going to be saying no when they expected us to say yes, when they thought we would say yes because we've always said yes and then suddenly we're saying no. And that was a really good point because the point was all about how, you know, how prepared do we need to be to have these conversations? And you said that there were two schools of thought, like don't be prepared, be in the moment, or be really prepared. Uh, and, you know, and, and, you know, somewhere on that spectrum. 
To be prepared, mm. not to be prepared. I'm sure Shakespeare wrote that somewhere too. But <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. But I wanted to say, I wanted to say that um, I feel that when we, when we, uh, um, a, a gay man experiencing loneliness, and we are go like bravely going to put ourselves out into the world by having, you know, just the right level of boundaries that the seesaw is perfectly in balance between, like, rigid boundaries and porous boundaries. It's like the Goldilocks level of boundaries, right? We're always into the Goldilocks zone. And people who who I um, have worked with uh, know that I'm always about Goldilocks everything. Goldilocks communication, Goldilocks sort of showing up, Goldilocks, you know, everything. You know, yeah. not too much, not too little, just right. Mm-hmm. So, when we do, um, uh, when we, so a gay man, back to my point, gay man experiencing loneliness, bravely communicating our boundaries, those three things. And mm-hmm. we fear that moment where we go, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. We could go, I'm not going to do that because blah, like everything that's happening to me right now, um, or we can go, no, full stop. And then mm-hmm. put our Teflon underpants on because uh, shit's going to get real and yeah. we are going to get yelled at. We are going to get, you know, uh, we're going to disappoint people. And for the lonely gay man or for the lonely human, Loneliness already goes straight, 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 straight to feelings of worthlessness, of not being worthy. And a boundary speaks to worthiness. And so when we're lonely, we don't feel like we're worth anything. But the pivot point goes from worthlessness to being worth this. And so the temptation there is, in my mind, this is, you know, from from listening to you, this this was all happening to me on on this walk. And I think I got my phone out and sent you a voice memo going, oh my God, this was amazing. Um, (laughs) But uh, I I, I think that this, the, the whole point of communicating our boundaries is really hard because we're saying no and we risk this is your words from earlier i wrote these down we lose we risk losing someone and so because we don't want to lose someone we lose ourselves Mm -hmm. conversely when we lose someone by implementing our boundary, we gain ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's all about that Goldilocks moment, right? But, yeah. But when we are implementing our boundary, I love, I forget who said this, but those who mind, those who, don't, those who matter don't mind. Those who mind don't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And yeah, is there a way that we can make that painless? I don't think so, but I don't think we would want it to be painless. Yeah, good answer. You know, I I think to say that it would be painless would be to paint a false picture and, um, you know, it's not the reality of the world that we're in. However, you know, pain can sometimes be, can be helpful. Um, it, it reminds us that we're human and it can help in those moments of, 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 of gratitude, um, you know, when we're not in those experiences, but, you know, to, to, to exactly the beautiful point that you just raised, you know, when, when we do set boundaries, you know, absolutely there are very possible times that we, we will lose people, you know, and, and I, that's just a fact and it's, and it's based, you know, it's, it, it's just reality. It's life. It's math, you know, by, you know, by implementing this thing, it's going to cause a reaction. Yep. Um, and that's where, you know, we're for some people and sometimes it can be really helpful to prepare for that, especially if it's a drastic change. Um, you know, maybe, um, you know, maybe in a romantic sense, um, you know, setting, maybe we have done something for a while and then, then we, we came to terms that, you know, like, you know what, I'm no longer going to do this. That might, by implementing that boundary that might cause that end of the relationship or, you know, partnership, whatever that looked like. And yes, that's fucking painful, especially when we, when we can say this happened because I implemented this boundary. However, like you said too, we find ourselves at, at that, that, that point, you know, we're able to say, no, this is who I am. And then from there, then we get to take this and find those people that, that don't matter that boundary, you know, and, and who don't mind what that boundary is, you know, that's where that genuine connection then comes out of. It's a yeah. painful process sometimes. <laughs> and, and, you know, for me, you know, it, sometimes it can be helpful to know that it's a painful process that we're going to get burned and hurt along the way, but it's not for nothing. You know, it's, it's, it's getting us to that, that connection that we are that we are looking for um it's fucking hard yeah boundaries are hard and i think i think you know you you raised that point in or the the example you know was you know um in your episode was you know if if you've normally been you know had previously been partying with a group of people and they're you know um you know, about to, and you've resolved to go, you know what, this is not serving me. Um, I'm not going to do those drugs. And this sounds like, like an anti-drug kind of, um, uh, you know, don't just say no, said Nancy Reagan. Um, <laughs> um, but where we have those kind of, you know, all sorts of, there's, there's like a bajillion different examples where we can, you know, go uh, when we, when we risk disappointing upsetting people things that were uh, like once um noticed that uh, mm -hmm. that no sorry that, that we that we allowed in 
And we've gone, no, actually, no, no, no more. And for me, uh, I wanted to, to, to share this, but I have, you know, while I'm the loneliness guy and I've also got the lonely diplomat and I also do coaching work, um, I shared to you, to Kevin, I have a full-time nine-to-five job. Uh, and that, um, you know, because there, there still needs to be, you know, roof overheads and foods in belly of, of me and the kids and, um, and, and all that kind of stuff. And we need to stay warm and we need to sit in the light and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, and, and as awesome and wonderful as it is, uh, you know, this does not pay the bills <laughs> at all. Um, but I want to, in myself, in my work have time to do this. And previously, before I realized that I was lonely and before I started my midlife crisis and and all of that, I had been working for my employer for, uh, you know, 17 years. And in that time, I had sort of sacrificed my boundaries to do what I thought that other people to make to take the decisions that I thought other people expected me to take, and to do the things that I thought would get me promoted, get me an opportunity, get me an overseas posting, do all these kind of things that you know, and I made those decisions mindfully, mindlessly. I made those decisions, and I got to where I was, and I was at my dead end. And the way back for me involved putting my work in its place. Saying yes to me first. Saying yes then to who was most important to me. Second, including my children. Me first, my children second, my relationship second. Because if I don't show up as me, I can't show up as dad. I can't show up as partner. I can't show up when I was married in in my um, heterosexual marriage. You know, can't show up as husband. Mm-hmm. Right? And three, show up for my community, including work. So recently, I had performance discussions, like start of a new program year and, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up, Phil? And I said, I'm not looking for promotion. I'm not looking for anything. I need to just be able to leave work at five, leave it behind, not have it come with me, not have my phone ringing at 10 o'clock at night, not have the expectations that, you know, work will come to me at six o'clock that night due at 8 a.m. the next morning. No, no more of that. I'm not that guy anymore. Yeah. Right. And um, I said to my boss, who I've known very for a very long time, and they said, "Wow, wow!" And and I was I was very I was very clear, very clear that this is why this is what I'm doing. And if you want that, like I ha- I can bring all sorts of skills. I can bring all sorts of experience to this role. Mm-hmm. But if you want someone who's going to be working weekends, if you want someone who's going to be doing what needs to be done when it's dark outside, I'm not that guy. Get mm-hmm. someone else. Yeah. 
And it was a moment of, you know, making sure that I wore my Teflon underpants. Mm-hmm. And because I'm like, I clearly said my boundary. Like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm worth it. But I'm also worth it. I'm worth right. it to you because I'm awesome. I'm awesome at what I do. But I'm worth it within me. And relationships, yeah. workplaces are fantastic examples where we can then see where our boundaries are and if they're porous mm-hmm. or rigid or somewhere in the Goldilocks zone. Mm-hmm. And I got this, ex- I, I, I keep on getting this. I keep on getting this feedback whenever I do this uh, at the office. Wow. Thank you so much for being so candid, which yeah. is like, emphasis on the wow because very few people it appears seem to to do that um and then it allows me like you know meetings come up at six o'clock at night i'm like nope no i'll find out about those in the morning i'm not doing that one i'm going home you know i'm being i need time to not be at work to recharge i need time to be with my family I need time to connect with people through my other work. Yeah. Um, so I'm saying no because I can't say yes to everything. Because if I say yes to everything, I'm saying no to myself. Right. How? I, I wanted to share that. I wanted to share that because for me, this, this, this topic is a really live one. It's constant. Thank you. How this whole episode, Kevin, this whole chat has been about helping the gay man is experiencing loneliness. The viewer, the listener who is experiencing loneliness to uh, I, I, I guess identify the boundaries and then have the confidence to start communicating those boundaries. If I'm letting you into my castle, this is how you act. Mm-hmm. What's the big big piece of advice that you could give? The one piece of advice for the gay man Ooh. who's going, I need to lower the, the drawbridge, but I need to have a very clearly articulated set of rules for when you come into my castle. The, I think the one piece of advice would be to, I, I think the, the, the biggest one that's just, you know, calling out to me right now is, um, <laughs> hold on <just> a second. <laughs> and the tension, the tension was cut. Um, I hope you've got pen poised still, listener uh, and viewer. I think that's that's hilarious. <laughs> Here he is. He's back. He's back. Uh, I love it. You, you're getting you're getting to the to the absolute crux of it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Right. Love it. Yeah. Couldn't be scripted. Um, we, um, we yeah no we we're having some issues with uh, some of our plumbing and so 
I knew that like the people would be coming soon. Um, but it was, a, it was just perfect, perfect timing. Um, but, but yeah, sorry about that. The, 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 the one piece of advice that I have is, you know, to be gentle with ourselves in the process and to really hone in on that non-judgmental piece. Um, you know, because, because, you know, we don't know what our boundaries are until we practice them. Um, you know, it's such an experimental and trial and error, uh, you know, experience. And so, you know, in the aftermath of maybe a boundary being too high or too porous or, um, you know, maybe things didn't go the way that, that we planned. And we have learned now like, oh, this is maybe, maybe I can shift my boundary over here. You know, that's a really beautiful process. And when we're, you know, feeling, feeling lonely or, or emotional in different aspects, you know, we can really be our own worst critics there sometimes. And so we, we want to be careful of that, of yeah. not judging ourselves in the process of figuring out what our boundaries are. Um, you know, because we don't know what they are until we, until we try, um, you know, until we feel, feel what feels right and what doesn't feel right. And our boundaries shift over time, you know, things that we were once comfortable with, you know, we find that we're no longer comfortable with as life changes, um, or vice versa. And, and so, you know, we, we just want to be diligent in that time too, and know that, you know, we are growing and shifting and evolving people. And our boundaries will do that too. And yeah. it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be messy, but it's through that mess that we get to, you know, find, find that, that connection there too. Um, so I think that that's one of my biggest pieces of advice. Love it. Kevin, as we wrap up, how can people find you? Yes. Yeah, so one of the easiest ways uh, is probably through Instagram. Um, I, one of my boundaries that I'm, I'm working on is uh, setting more boundaries with social media um, because I, 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 I have realized that I have kind of a toxic relationship with social media. Um, but Instagram is one place that I, I do enjoy um, because it's, you know, great to connect with people. And I've met so many great people like yourself through there. Um, so Instagram is, is, is one, one really, uh, you know, great way. So um my my profile is at k moran coaching so k m o r a n coaching um you know people can find me there and then the podcast if they're interested as well as um we also have an instagram page it's at the united outsiders um so so then from there you know my websites and different links come up but that's probably the the best way excellent kevin I love and just appreciate so much you and what you do in the world and how you serve your community, the wider queer global community. And I love how you do it. I love how you do it because you show up as you. And I want to thank you for showing up as you right now. Uh, in a real, beautiful, genuine, and authentic way today, answering some pretty hefty questions uh, about loneliness, about your experience of loneliness, boundaries, and how a gay man experiencing loneliness can 
enforce their boundaries and get the connection that they need. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, creating this space and, and for the communities that you do create and, and bringing so many, so many people together. Um, you know, so thank you for your kind words and, and just for, for every, everything that you do. I know there's so much on your plate, but you're doing such, such powerful and beautiful things too. So thank you as well. I receive that. Thank you so much. Uh, and a reminder, viewer, listener, that Kevin is uh, on my team of, um, of, of coaches who can help you take a step beyond loneliness. So again, if you want to connect with me, if you want to stay connected to my work, um, uh, go to the link in the episode description to be put on the mailing list. Or if you want to take a step further for $9.95 Australian, dollars per month after the first month so you get the first month free uh come and join the premium subscribers lounge on facebook and get um more access uh to me and other gay men who are putting their real authentic selves into the world after learning from what their loneliness is telling them it's an honor it's a joy an absolute privilege to be here with you in your ears regularly um and kevin thank you again so much for your time and listener viewer thanks so much for spending some of your day connecting over coffee see you next time all sounds that you heard in this episode were recorded at Prefab Eatery on Jesse Street, Wellington. All views expressed in this episode are my own and are intended to support, challenge and inspire gay men to consider the issue of loneliness and increase awareness of the need for authentic connection with themselves, with others and their communities as an antidote to loneliness. They are not intended to, nor should they, replace the advice of a licensed helping professional. Please consult the resources page on my website, thelonelinessguide.com, if you feel that you need the services of a licensed helping professional. Thanks for listening.